Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's time for Sauce on the Side. This could get weird. And it is going to get weird. Maybe not super weird, but hello. I'm Gandhi, co-host of the Elvis Duran Morning Show. We are on Z100 here in New York City. And we're syndicated on like 80-ish stations across the country. But I've been working on this podcast in my head only for like five years gone through a bunch of different versions of it different co-hosts different ideas and finally settled on just doing it by myself with my producer andrew who is sitting here silently hi guys there we go now i could speak yay (laughs) so what we're gonna do is pretty much just talk about the stuff that i want to talk about that we don't talk about much on the big show like science and nature and OnlyFans content creators comedians all kinds of stuff. Who else have we had in here? Ooh, we've got some good guests lined up for you guys. Oh, I don't yeah. want to tease too much. The death Lady. But, uh, yes. Oh my God, my favorite. But I've just loved working with you and I can't wait for you guys to like see all this behind the scenes stuff that's going on finally come to life because Gandhi has put in the work into this podcast. You guys <laughs> get ready. Make sure you're liked and subscribed because this is is going to be a ride for you guys. Oh my gosh, you're such a good hype man. Oh shoot, thanks. Where's this the rest of the time? Eh, you know, I, I do it subtly. Andrew's fairly evil. I want you to know something about him. Okay. He wants me to do a burn book. Go ahead, explain your burn book. So you have the most savage takedowns, I feel. Like That's nice. you can or is it destroy somebody, I feel, with your words. So I think a fun segment would be Gandhi's burn book, where you just take people down, tape their picture in the book, and close it. And we move on. Okay. I already have like plenty of ideas. I also think there's potential to maybe get me canceled because you know everybody's like all sensitive and eh, you never know why that person acted that way on that day. Canceled, schmanceled. I think you're going to be fine. He's a menace. By the way, please know that behind the scenes on TV shows, on radio shows, wherever it is, it's the producers that are up to all the bullshit and all the nonsense. So if anything terrible happens on this show, it was Andrew's fault. But first, I want to get to my first guest on my first podcast because I'm so excited. It is right up my alley. Woohoo! Birdie Gregory, let's give it up. Yay! It's just me. It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Birdie. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming because I'm about to harass you. 
In a good way, I promise. Okay, there's a good way? Okay, yes, good. in a good way. I look forward way. to being harassed in a good way. <laughs> so if you don't know Bertie Gregory, he is, how would we say, you are a wildlife photographer, documentarian, all of all of the things that I would love to be. How do you describe yourself? Uh, yeah, I guess I, I I hang out with animals for a living, wild animals for a living, and uh, I, I, yeah, fortunate enough to make make wildlife films. Yeah, genuinely my dream. I have a dream of doing a podcast called "Can I Touch It," where <laughs> yeah, I, I, people will get interested by the name, but then it will just be a series of me trying to touch different animals and seeing if indeed they attack me. You can have that idea if you want to, because I don't think they're going to let me do it here. Got it. Um, but you really get to do this. So I just started watching your series, Animals Up Close. If you want to stream it, you can stream on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's been it's been really, really cool. You know, you work on something for such a long time, you get so close to it, and then it's like, how are people going to react? So it's been awesome seeing, yeah, seeing what resonates with people and, and what doesn't. I can't imagine any of it doesn't resonate. The thing that struck me the most is what you just said, how long you've been working on it, because you've got six episodes, right? Yeah. And they're in very different climates across the world, and you're tracking these animals and watching them for a long time. How long did it take to do these six episodes that we get to see in, what, an hour-ish? Yeah, so they're they're all about 40, 45 minutes. So what's interesting is that I think, uh, you know, when you're making a wildlife film, Time is is your greatest adversary. Tom Cruise line there. Um, yeah, and really, you need the time. That is the key thing, and you need to spend a lot of time. And that is so you can uh, learn the habits of the animals, make relationships with the local people, um, and really, you know, figure out how these animals tick. And that's how you make make films. Um, usually, with with the wildlife films that that I work on, that are kind of um, pure wildlife they're called blue chip natural history shows typically those are four years long and there's a year of research two years of filming and a year of editing Uh, animals up close is a bit different um it's because each episode is just about one animal rather than taking you around the world um we do we tend to do one or two shoots per episode um but these shoots are long so usually we're spending four to six weeks per episode the most number of days i think we spent on any episode was the patagonia puma episode the puma episode but across the series i think we did it was 219 filming days within the one calendar year we shot it all within 2022 wow. so we were all broken by the end of that year <laughs> i can't even imagine so the one episode and one thing about the episode that really struck me i am obsessed with elephants and in it it shows a moment of you filming and while you're filming there are bugs all over your <laughs> arm and i was like oh my god he has to get attacked and bitten and just really bothered by all of these things while he's sitting there quietly and silently to not disturb other creatures. Yeah, so we weren't just filming any elephants, we were filming forest elephants. So I think most people are more familiar with savannah elephants, which is a different species of elephant. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones in Lion King live in big open plains alongside lions and and hyenas and all that stuff. Easier to find because they're not hidden in the forest. Correct. So forest (laughs) elephants, as their name suggests, live in the forest. Uh, They live in deep thick jungle they also really don't like people because people kill them right so their ivory is more dense than savannah elephants so for the uh, ivory trade uh, their their tusks are more valuable per pound per kilo um, and as a result their numbers have just been decimated um, you said what 12,000 in the last year uh, yeah, I mean it's it's just wild, and if and it's thought that if if the rate of poaching increase uh, continues at the current rate, they could be gone within the next ten years, which is wild. One of the largest land animals in the world, and yeah, we're the doing real kings it. of the jungle. Totally. So so we we you know as they don't like people, understandably, um, and so we want to 
film them behaving naturally we also want to stay safe because if you bump into them in the forest Mm -hmm. you know they've got a personal space just like we humans do if you if you enter that personal space and surprise them just like a person they get very upset (laughs) and with a savannah elephant you can see them from a long way away you know each other are coming in the jungle you just bump into each other for that reason we had to live off the forest floor that meant building a canopy camp 120 foot up a big sapili tree deep in the in the jungle and yeah so we kind of zip line to work it was yeah pretty cool commute but you mentioned about the bugs so the entire time during the daylight during daylight hours if you're sweaty you're covered in sweat bees yeah. now they don't bite they don't sting mm-hmm. um they but they they're looking for salt um, their diet like the elephant's diet is very salt deficient so our sweat is full of salt so they just every time you get sweaty which is the whole time there because it's hot and sticky they 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 just try and go in any of your holes in oh, your nose oh, your ears no. your eyes and, and you just take it well you've just got to zen out because if you if oh. you if you you know start squishing them more and more arrive and and so you've just got to zen out and there's no type of bug spray that can help you out in this not with the sweat bees. No, they 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 just love sweat a lot. Also, in the beginning of that episode, it showed you pretty much up in one of these trees filming, and a lightning storm is coming through. Yeah, and they're like, "Birdie, we need you back!" And then you zip line across back to the tent. How much adversity, climate-wise, are you guys facing in these different scenarios? Because you were in the Arctic, the Galapagos, Africa, to get these elephants. And then you're working with gorillas, which would terrify me, but we'll get to that in a minute. I mean, how (laughs) difficult is this? How many times have you guys had to stop filming because of the environment? Well, I mean, it's a good question because... I am very often asked about oh the the animals are so dangerous and that is just not true the 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 most dangerous thing f- is people uh, and the physical environment yeah um, probably the hairiest encounter we had filming for animals up close was in the Galapagos we were filming marine iguanas which are like a mini Godzilla they're like three or four feet long and the biggest males uh, the males are the the biggest they're the biggest and strongest and they they're all hunting foraging for seaweed uh, and the best seaweed grows where the currents and the waves are biggest and strongest and they're like pro surfers they can duck dive under big 10 foot waves so we wanted to go in the water to see what that was like we wanted to be a marine iguana be alongside them and i, I don't know if you surf but no. if, <laughs> if, if if you surf you'll know that when you're waiting for way the waves to come in every now and again like once every half hour you'll get a an extra big set of waves much bigger than all the others and surfing you can see that coming because you're on a board on the surface we were scuba diving under the waves so you never know when that really big one's coming and we thought we were safe kind of in a little sheltered kind of little rocky cave uh and this extra big set came through the iguanas all dived under it and it just picked me and jeff the guy who was filming me it just picked us up and just flung us in different directions Mm-mm. the underwater visibility went to zero because it just bubbles everywhere um and yeah I, I remember hanging onto a rock with one hand camera with my other hand just really questioning my life choices and uh fortunately uh as well as getting to hang out with cool animals, I get to hang out with cool people. And I had this uh, guy called Javier Mahawad, who's one of the top divers in the Galapagos. He was safety diving for us. Mm. And he was not in kind of, it's called the suction zone of the wave. He just watched both me and Jeff just get you know ripped off in different directions and he was giggling i'm sure into his you know scuba regulator the whole time and he came and found us and and kind of led us uh back into a safer spot so um yeah have you have you saved the day good for 
him for being there. That's a terrifying position to be in (laughs) for any of them. We went to Hawaii earlier in the year, and we went to this beach called Magic Sands. We didn't realize it was called Magic Sand because you'll be standing on a rock, the wave comes, and all of a sudden the sand's gone, and you're just splatted out on a rock. (laughs) And that's just us on the surface. I can't imagine being down there also with all of the different animals because I saw, I believe it was you with a leopard seal uh-huh. trying to eat your face. Yes. Yeah, so and you're just like, oh, it's okay. Behave. Oh, <laughs> behave. What the hell? I would have, it would have been an instant like crap my pants situation. Yeah. So that was in Epic Adventures, my last Disney Plus show. We were down in Antarctica and um, yeah, we were, we, we were actually sheltering from really bad weather. Came around this corner, found a huge chinstrap penguin colony, as you do. Um, <laughs> yeah. At the base of this penguin colony that probably had you know tens of thousands of birds in it there was this kind of rocky tongue that all the penguins would use as a launch pad to get in the water and, so they, cute. and they were all kind of lining up they looked like commuters at rush hour yeah. getting on the subway and they were all kind of like oh i don't want to get in and the reason they were really nervous because there was this massive female leopard seal that looks like a dragon explain how big it is uh i'm trying to think how big she was she's like 10 foot plus like and and like they don't have a they they've got these really like serpentine necks oh, really long they, they look, look like a dragon scary. underwater yeah, yeah. really they're, they're an intimidating animal and every leopard seal you get in the water with is different they all have different personalities and this one <laughs> How many was have you encountered quite a lot okay yeah um some of them you get in the water with and they don't want anything to do with you they're really shy they disappear you never see them some are really friendly and they come over and like literally like lounge on your head <laughs> Some immediately very bitey, very aggressive. This female was like perfect because she was curious and bold, but not super bitey. Like, I don't care if it's a little bitey, it's what, a leopard seal. But let me clarify when I say bitey, like these are an ambush predator. If they wanted to kill you, you'd know nothing about it. They'd okay. come out of nowhere. <laughs> the fact that she was presenting herself to us meant that this was this was curiosity i should also say that you know if you or i want to find out what a new funky object feels like well you mentioned the podcast I'll idea you had it. no you're going to touch it right yes, because you got hand. you got hands right yes. well a seal doesn't have hands they okay. got flippers so they use their teeth um and <gasps> that's why yeah you, they yeah they kind of just get all up in your space um when you look at the encounters we're having we're we're animal experts or we're working with animal experts and we're reading the animal's body language the whole time we're not just throwing ourselves to the wolves now that phrase in itself is completely misfounded because wolves aren't aggressive to people that's a whole other side point Um, we have all day don't worry exactly right well (laughs) yeah yeah so so in the case of the seals yeah we're we're reading their body language uh and you see in the scene in that episode she gets more and more fired up more and more curious and it starts to go from being curious to being a bit too a bit too bold and playful and so that was the time to get out um so what do you do in that situation what if you can't get out you get out before it gets to that stage oh see i wouldn't know that because i'd be trying to touch it (laughs) and all i'm hearing is leopard seal maybe you can touch it yeah well no so everything is on their terms right so she dictates the encounter um and you'll see that we are never touching her i have a no big no touch policy um but we're never we're never touching her she it's the encounter is on her terms she can come check us out or she can leave us alone it's up to her so what kind of background did you have to get into photography but specifically animal photography and getting these up close encounters because i imagine there's a lot of training that goes into this 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I guess I'm definitely interested in wildlife first. Photography and videos was a secondary thing. Like what I was doing, because when I was in, particularly in my early teens, I'd sneak off from like sports practice, friends' birthdays, school, to like go and find animals in the farmland near to where I lived and you know if you're choosing to like skip football practice to go sneak up on a badger like when you're my kind of person when you're 12 that's kind of a weird thing to do and I you know as soon as I started showing people oh this is why I wasn't there I was doing this suddenly it's like oh that's cool yeah and suddenly it starts to you go from being a bit weird to you know people getting stoked about the thing that you're stoked about which is which is always a goal right if you love something getting someone else excited about it is is an amazing thing that's why you're here i right. love this this is amazing getting and people pumped i want everybody to get pumped about it because there's a lot of information as well as you're gonna you're gonna see the animals you're gonna get up close to them like you said then you learn a lot i mean the poaching we've known that elephant poaching is going on for a long time but when you were actually holding some of those tusks and saying this was an elephant a week ago this was an elephant last year. It's devastating. That actually, I told you earlier, you made me cry before we actually mm. started recording. That's what uh, it was. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, I had to take a pause for a second because I just, I can't fathom how people could look at something like that and decide they want to kill it. Yeah. I know it happens. Well, that that turned on my waterworks. Yeah, that was, I mean, what, what so 
for context, yeah, we were visiting the anti-poaching team uh, in the Zangasanga National Park in the Central African Republic. Amazing people that literally put their lives on the line to protect these elephants. And Tatiana, one of the uh, Tatiana Sole, one of the eco guards there, she said, "I want, I want to show you something." And she led me into this shipping container that was full of all of the tusks, elephant tusks, and guns and ammunition that they'd confiscated from poachers that year. And what what was key about that was it was that year. I, I mean, I I know poaching goes on. That's why we we were there to you know help tell that story. But it was when there was a there were dates on each of the tusks when they were killed when they were confiscated and and that was that made it so much more real and you know yeah first tusk I picked up was from like a week ago there was a huge tusk that was you know taller than me uh, weighed like fifty pounds um, that that was that was really moving um, and yeah I don't often get yeah. Teary. Teary like that. Yeah. And that was that was pretty dark. Absolutely. Um, I, I I had to pause it for a second and just be like, it's important. I, but you I, to watch this. But yeah. I think that's that's a key thing. Part of the show is that we show, as well as amazing animal behavior, the bigger environmental context. You know, it's no secret we humans are trashing the planet. Yeah, we're terrible. But the important thing before everyone, you know, gets too doomy and gloomy is that in every episode, and this is the thing that I'm most proud of with the series, we show the good news uh, a lot of the solutions and a lot of the amazing people already doing their bit to change our relationship with the natural world because to me that is the key for getting people stoked about trying to change things is that surely it's much better motivation to be told this is what you can do rather than don't do this there's hope it is terrifying, but it is good to know that, hey, at the end of this, there might be something that we can all do to make this a little bit better. You're doing the good work, and I love that. By the way, we are with Bertie Gregory, who is, would we call you the host creator of Animals Up Close? We'll go with host, uh, one of the camera people, yeah. One of the camera people. It is streaming on Disney Plus right now. It dropped in September, September 13th, and it's amazing. We have six episodes, and we were talking about the different environments you were in, how dangerous they can be. Have you ever had an Well, incident? you were saying how dangerous they can I be. I say they're dangerous. <laughs> I mean, if there's a leopard seal, you're it's just the Arctic in general is cold. There's a lot of stuff that can go wrong when you guys are out there in the middle of the water filming orcas. I mean, have you ever been in a situation that you had to exit immediately for some reason, whether it was the animal or the environment? Um, well, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier when we were filming the, the forest elephant episode and we were living in the forest canopy, uh, staying off the floor so we didn't disturb the elephants. Um, we were in a, a, there was a big tropical lightning storm came through and famously in a lightning storm, you're it's recommended that you're not up a tall object covered in metal. Right, right. And we were <laughs> up a 120 foot tree that we'd covered in metal, our camp. Um, so we had a plan. It was called the bailout plan for if this happened. And the idea was to clip into a, uh, a high line, a zip line that took us to a neighboring tree that was not covered in metal. And in theory, therefore we'd be safe what we didn't plan was that this happened on the first night we were in the canopy it was in the middle of the night and it was torrential rain so it the thing that we don't mention in the show was <laughs> uh, so meg one of the the uh, tree experts she was across first i went second 
And me and Meg got over to the safety of the tree and Meg was like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, you good? And then Meg, Meg and I had this realisation. We, we looked around in this tree that was meant to be our safe tree and Drew, our sound recordist, he was based in that tree for, for filming. So to increase the transmission range, he'd covered that tree in aerials oh, so that are made of metal. Yeah. <laughs> so Drew had in fact covered our safe tree in metal which was entirely the point of the tree so meg and i just sat there like oh oh dear but fortunately the storm carried on going and it was a source of good entertainment later that are you guys ever visited by things that you did not anticipate visiting yeah well a lot of birds um you know they they instinctively are scared of upright mammals on the ground a lot of them are hunted by us humans but when you're in the trees you know that's not a place that we humans hunt things from and so they're much more bold um yeah loads of different birds that that on the ground you could never get anywhere near and suddenly they're they're really bold do you guys ever have encounters with say people like the poachers who the eco guards are there to protect against have you guys ever had any human issues yeah so this was in the film we did hear gunshots one night that was poachers poaching uh but yeah they didn't come to where where we were okay um, fortunately is there certain things that you are there certain things that you're supposed to wear or not wear when you're out let's say dealing with the gorillas you actually got very close to a silverback gorilla which i would find terrifying you guys just seem to be fine with it but what are the rules of something like that and can i touch it definitely not that would be very bad for everything involved (laughs) mostly you so the the gorillas um they have uh this amazing group of people that uh they take it in turns but they've they're followed but gorillas that have never seen people are you know run away from people um these gorillas have been habituated over many many years of being followed um in the case of uh, the gorilla family we were filming yeah Makumba is the name of the big the big male silverback he uh was born in 1980 and yeah this project has known him pretty much every every day of his life and as a result he's kind of familiar with 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 people and as long as you're with one of those people interestingly the whole time the person i was with um he's called ocelo he was going all the time and that is something that he does that the gorilla family know that oh that's a thing that you know the human we know makes and and that was that was i guess their their way of saying you know it was like be saying oh it's it's Bertie here it's Bertie here you're good you're fine thank god for all these people who allow you to get into places that how else would you get back there and be able to do this totally well i get very lost never yeah. mind <laughs> never mind being able to film the gorillas so i know season one is season one just the six episodes correct well, not just but obviously it took you a whole year to do it <laughs> do we have a season two coming uh it depends how many people watch it so oh, if you go en- watch it so if you enjoy it please yeah share it with your friends and family watch it on loop uh yeah, I will. So much appreciated. Streaming on Disney Plus, Animals Up Close. If you get a season two, do you already have the animals in mind that you oh, want yeah. to go? What are they? Oh, that would be a secret. Oh, it's a secret. Spoilers. But see, you gotta you have to tease people so that they all go watch it so that you can get well, close to these. Well, all next I round. can promise is that if we are lucky enough to get another season, it will be equally, if not more, epic and more exciting. Can so. you give us countries? Uh, no. Regions of the world? No, nothing. Can you do a rhymes with? <laughs> Damn it, Bernie. All right. Well, season Good one. Good try, though. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep going. As soon as the microphone shut off, I will continue to ask you. Um, if we want to follow you on Instagram, where do we find you? Uh, at Bertie Gregory. And uh, yeah, that's where I post uh, lots of fun stuff about about the series, some behind the scenes, some stuff that 
well, I mean, the series is kind of behind the scenes, so behind the scenes of behind the scenes. Which is dope. That's quite meta, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's the best way of, of staying in touch. And yeah, if, if, if anyone has any questions or feedback, positive or negative, we love it. Um, mostly the positive feedback. Yeah. Um, um, but still, it's to good to improve. So okay. yeah, constructive criticism. Okay. <laughs> uh, much appreciated. Yeah. Instagram's great at constructive criticism. Very sure kind is. about it. Is there anything you want us to know about what you're doing that we haven't covered? I think the thing that I love about the format of this series, we want you to feel like you're on the expeditions with us. We want you to go through the emotional and physical highs and lows. Dumb. I mean, you're not going to go through the physical highs and lows. Um, <laughs> emotional, Although that absolutely. might be a fun interactive thing. I don't a 4D? know. 4D? Yeah, there's you like burn a, people yeah, with the scorching the, sun? There's like a, yeah, scorching <laughs> sun, a treadmill that like goes up really steep mm-hmm. when you got to climb the mountain with Bugs. us bugs uh yeah well that's season two then is the four the 4d animals up close experience animals up closer yeah Yeah. (laughs) so through these episodes you have dealt with let me see if i can remember all of them african wild dogs orcas that was fascinating by the way watching them hunt yeah it made me very sad for the seals but that's what they do life and and the key thing is we're celebrating just how intelligent these killer whales are i mean could you imagine being smart enough and like physically capable of as a family creating a wave with your bodies to wash a seal off of a chunk of ice and into the water no i am a radio dj that's not our thing intelligence <laughs> we're not really there so you've got the orcas you've got the wild dogs you went to the galapagos islands and dealt with the iguanas like little godzillas elephants pumas what am i missing you're missing Devil Ray Island. Devil Ray Island, yes. Of these six episodes and these encounters with these animals, do you have a favorite? I should say that's impressive that you rattled off most of that list. Uh, I, I struggle it. with I that sometimes. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cool lineup. Uh, so my favorite has got to be the Patagonia Puma episode, just because we weren't going to find any puma we were going to find one puma in particular she's called pataka she's a female puma that i've known since she was a cub and we went back four years on to see how she was doing and not only had she survived those four years which is a big deal for a wild puma you know the survival rate is not really high but she's just transformed from this cute little bundle of fluff Mm. that was totally reliant on her mother to now this powerful mother herself with two cubs of her own um and you know we are trained to emotionally disconnect from our subjects so so that we can focus on keeping you know them in focus and in frame Mm. uh but when you've known an animal you know since it was a little cub and she is battling males that are twice as heavy as her that are trying to kill her cubs she took us on this crazy roller coaster uh emotional and physical and that was really special does she have any memory of you guys being around does she just ignore you does she i mean i've described her as a long lost friend this is very much a one-way relationship um she sees us as part of the landscape and as much as i i want her to really enjoy our company she doesn't care about us so Patagonia Puma, can I touch it? Uh, definitely not. Is there anything you would say I could touch? Um, the cameras, maybe. Damn it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, but in all seriousness, you know, the, these are wild animals, and nine hundred ninety-nine times out of a thousand, when you hear about a wild animal attacking a human, <laughs> it's because the humans have done something wrong. Like tried to touch it. I once, this is a true story, I was once filming black bears in British Columbia 
and uh, I went to this place and I saw this family with a small daughter and the family were putting honey on the small daughter's hands and I wandered over and said what exactly are you planning here and they said oh we're putting honey on her hands so she can go over and feed the bears the problem with this as well as being (laughs) totally bizarre that you think this is a good idea is that something bad will happen in this situation and ultimately the animal will suffer. Maybe the human will get injured, but always the animal suffers. And that is why it's such a selfish thing to do. So the show is called Animals Up Close. We do get close to these animals, but I should say we're experts or working with experts. It's on their terms. We all want to hang out with these animals because we love them and want them to you know, do great things uh, and, and be ambassadors for their species. Um, but we need to make sure that their well-being is, is the most important thing. All right. So we will end it on don't touch it. Even if you want to, don't do it. I'm talking to myself <laughs> because I don't think a lot of other people will try to touch it. That's a good note. The animal suffers the consequence, not us. Again, Animals Up Close streaming on Disney Plus right now on the Nat Geo Tile is where you need to find it, correct? Sweet, yeah. If you just search Animals Up Close, you'll you'll find it. All right, well, thank you so much. It's been so fascinating talking to you. I could do this all day long, but I know that you have a life and things that you have to do, <laughs> and you have secrets that you don't want to tell us. <laughs> but we'll get to that, and hopefully we'll have you back here again to be talking about season two. That would be cool. That would be amazing. Thank you. Bertie Gregory. Thanks very much. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. 
Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, after something so amazing and profound and interesting, we get back to the bare bones of this podcast. All right, so Andrew, let's talk about your first idea. What is it that you think I should do? Well, Gandhi, I first of all loved that interview. That was so fun. What a great guest. Here comes the producer shit. I can't wait to hear it. Uh-huh. Um, please, more smoke up my ass, please. You're wonderful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's your idea? My idea is uh, Gandhi's burn book. I think it's a really fun idea Ooh. because you have the most savage takedowns of people or things or situations. Like, I feel like when I need to come to somebody for snark, oh. you're usually one of my first people to go to. Oh, I've I, I guess that's good. Compared you oh. to like a teddy bear with like a knife. You have on multiple yes. occasions. Yes. And okay. so I feel like for our listeners, like they could take situations like I know of a couple of things that are really annoying you and I'd love to see you like almost write them out here. You want me to air out my grievances? Air out your grievances. Write it in the burn book. <laughs> close it. And let's go. Do you think people know what a burn book is? Well, if they don't, they need to go watch the 2004 hit movie Mean Girls. Iconic. It is one of the best movies of all time. I rewatched it recently. It still holds up. It's oh. one of the greatest movies of all time. Okay, burn book. You know who's going in my burn book first? Who? Kevin from Mean Girls. You want to talk about this? Have I told you about this? I love it. First, first entry and most fitting is Kevin from Mean Girls. Kevin from Mean go. Girls. Let me pull him up here. So Kevin, if you recall, he was like the head of the mathletes. The Indian guy, Kevin... Mm-hmm. Uh, Napoor. Napoor. It was, yeah. Nap- it was just Napoor? Yeah. Okay. Kevin Napoor. Did you see her? She'd be like, oh, Kevin G. Thank you, Kevin. That's enough. He apparently did Mean Girls and then he quit Hollywood altogether. Mm. The reason he quit, according to the things that I've read, was because he really, truly, deeply prepared to have the role of Pi in the life of Pi. Great freaking movie. Great book, by the way, if you haven't seen it. He really practiced. He did all kinds of things to prepare for this role. And his agent essentially said, it's definitely yours. Well, fast forward all these years later, we know it was not his. It went to Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire. Also a great movie. Yeah, love that one. And for those reasons, Kevin DePore left Hollywood because he was devastated and he's never returned. So I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Okay, you know what? I have a podcast coming out. Let me hit up Kevin Napore because I would love to talk to him about what's going on. Indian person to Indian person. By the way, we call ourselves Daisy folk. Uh, Daisy to Daisy. We can talk about what's going on and being Indian in the entertainment industry and all these different things. Kevin Napore from Mean Girls, who has been in a movie, wrote back to me and said... Sure, I'll do your podcast. My podcast fee is $2,000. Please reach out to my team and we can make it happen. At which point I just said, the fuck? Yeah, no, that's insane. That's insane, right? $2,000 to appear on a podcast? On my podcast? I don't know what kind of budget you think I'm working with, buddy. (laughs) Oh my God. I was just like, wow, the audacity. The audacity of being in a movie. (laughs) In a movie. And then being like, sure, here's my podcast fee? Whoa. Kevin Napore. You're on my list, buddy. Also, I really hope you're getting your $2,000 for every podcast that you do. And I would like to hear all of them. Or one of them. I I don't know if they're anywhere, to be honest. I know that was a shitty thing to say, but Kevin really pissed me off. So he can be first in the burn book. (laughs) And that is exactly what I wanted it to be. Oh, you want me to burn random actors? Or just like whatever is on your mind. I feel like, yeah, you're just... 
I don't I hate the use of this word because I feel it's overused, especially by Gen Z, but like oh. I feel you're savage oh. sometimes. <laughs> um, all right. I like to think of myself as the teddy bear without the knife, just a teddy bear, but yeah. I'll take it. I understand. I like to think I lead with truth. Okay. That's what we'll call it. Leading my or speaking my truth. <laughs> speaking my truth. That's what's happening here. So, Kevin Napore, if you ever change your mind and you'd like to do a podcast without a $2,000 fee, I'm going to be here for you, buddy. You can come. This is a safe space, even though it probably doesn't feel like that to you at the moment. I will make it feel like a more safe space. And I hope that you and your ceramics are killing it out there. And that's just you speaking your truth. That is my truth. Are we changing the title to now speaking your truth? <laughs> yeah. I actually love that. But the burn book is actually really good too. Maybe we'll just leave the burn book for Kevin Napore because it's perfect. That yeah, timing is perfect. It fits in, but the segment could be called Speak Your Truth. I'm glad you're in here and I'm glad that you're my producer. Well, I'm now. glad to be working on this show and I'm very excited. Yay, me too. A lot of exciting guests coming and I'm so excited. I feel like even when you don't have guests, just I feel peeling apart your mind is fun. <laughs> like I love going out for dinners with you, chatting with you just on the side, like outside of the show. Like you just have so many fun layers that I feel like whether you're just talking by yourself in like a random ramble, like don't make people think I talk to myself. Um, no, I'm I, sure you don't. I do all the time. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you talk to your plants. You talk to like absolutely. That's how that helps them grow. Yeah. Well, I'm just excited <laughs> that everybody is going to get to like see the inside of your mind a little bit more like we all get to here. Okay. So that's, I guess, what we're going to be doing here. We're going to have glimpses into the inside of my brain. Good luck, everybody. My sister says it's a terrifying place. I think we're going to talk to amazing guests like Bertie Gregory. He was awesome and wonderful. And we'll end with an Ask Me Anything. Should we do one now? Sure. Here, I'm going to hand you my phone, Andrew, and you pick one that you think is a good one, okay? The power I wield. The power! I love being producer. Ooh, Neil deGrasse Tyson started a live video. Time to join that one. Love him. Okay. Oh, this is actually a really good question. I feel for the first episode, it's kind of deep, but at the same time, I, I, I love it. Okay. So, do I read the name? Sure. So, Angie Ta. <laughs> I bet that's how you say it. Angita uh, asks on Instagram, when did you realize that marriage was not for you? And how did you come to that realization? Okay, that's a good question, Angita. Um, if you listen to the big show, you've probably heard me say, I don't believe in marriage. I'm never going to get married. I am in a relationship. I've been dating my boyfriend for four years now. And we're both on the same page. We don't need to get married. Um I don't want to have kids, and I think that if you are in a financially stable situation, there's really no reason to go get married and involve the government in your love affairs or whatever is going on. Um, that's part of it. But the bigger part, honestly, I think that I know, we know a lot of people, and I'm not talking about anybody on the show, so do not jump to conclusions, but people who are married and they're not happy. And a big part of the reason why they stay in these unhappy marriages is because they say it's too hard to walk away. So for me, I think it's so much more romantic to be in a relationship where somebody chooses me every single day, knowing that they can walk away with no strings attached. And I am what they want to be part of. Um, I want my partner to just have freedom to do what they want to do and to leave a situation if they're not happy with it. And, you know, vice versa. Same for me. I don't know that I believe in forever. I think I do. But until I really figure it out, I just don't see the need to make my life more complicated. And I just, I believe in romance. And I think it's more romantic 
to have that, to know that that person is just there and they don't have to be. Nothing is forcing them to stay there. They're there because they want to be. So, Angie Ta, that is my reason. And if you want to know when I realized that, I've never wanted to get married. My entire life, I know lots of people fantasize about what their wedding's going to be like and their wedding dress and those shots. And those thoughts just never entered my head. So I feel like I've just really never been a marriage type person. But I do love love and I do love relationships and I'm happy to go to any weddings. So I'm not crapping on other people. That's just what I want for me. Good enough answer for you, Andrew? I thought that was a great answer. Oh, great. Make sure you follow her at Baby Hot Sauce. And when she posts the Ask Me Anythings, we'll go through them on air every week for every episode. So if your question wasn't asked this time, like Angie Taz was, <laughs> then next week, your question could be asked. It could be. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. It's Sauce on the Side. So this Don't is where I have to in. step in as producer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to say, make sure you like this podcast, wherever you're listening. I hate this. Follow, subscribe. <sighs> Don't they know to do that if they're they listening to a podcast? You have to tell them that. And if you like it so, so much, you could even leave a review. Five stars is preferred. And <gasps> tell us what you think. Wait, now you're opening it up to people giving me one star. Uh, no, no, no. They're only going to give you five. Yeah, okay. Andrew, we'll see how this one goes. Thanks a lot. So, yeah, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. And follow Gandhi at Baby Hot Sauce. And until next week on an all-new Sauce on the Side. I love ya. We'll talk to you later. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.